BL Shipway is the South Australian institution who have been looking after South Australia's hydraulic and pneumatic needs for over 70 years. AFL legend Kevin Sheedy, our next guest, Sheeds, welcome. Hello, how's everything in Adelaide? Yeah, we're good. Let's start here. Did you mind the Chris Scott quarter-time altercation? Oh, I never worry. I, I think we over-dramatise things, to be honest. I, you know, I, I think that coaches normally know how far they can push the barrel. And I think we've really, I reckon, over the last sort of maybe five years, we've become a pretty sort of control freak organisation. Okay. I mean, I got fined, obviously, for scratching my throat against Mitchell White. <laughs> uh, I didn't get fined for you know, tying the windsock down. I waved my jacket. Some people thought I was over the top, but I was excited. Yeah. So I think in the end, it must. My lows, I didn't hurt. So no. I just think in the end, yeah, you, you can take it so far. I, I remember I got called in for looking at the umpires as they walked off the ground. Goodness. And, uh, yeah, I looked at them, and I did. And uh, I got called in, yeah. This is a fair way back. This was one Alan Joyce was coaching Hawthorne. Okay. Yeah, so and they give me a bit of a dressing down about you shouldn't look at umpires. I said, that's fair enough. Yeah, I won't look at them. <laughs> I, I don't mind them. You know, I mean, how far do you go? Yeah. So, so what is the answer there? Are we are we being too overgoverned, like a helicopter parent? Are we too politically correct? Do we, do we want to see, you know, more of Chris Scott's emotions? Do we want to see coaches and coaches having, you know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's, I do. I want it. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I think in the end, um, it's probably why you like Curly, Mel Brown, you know, yeah. Tommy Hafey. Uh, a lot of guys, Ron Bracey was sensational, I thought, you know. But as long as it's within sort of some sort of, you know, reasonable courtesy to the other team mm. and the other coach and whoever they want to have a mental disagreement with. Mm. Um, I've had a few of them. Well, I think I've had a chat to Tony Shaw in one of the finals at one stage. I think I said I didn't think they'd let Wombats walk around the MCG for you, mate. Now, I don't know whether you get into trouble anymore for saying <laughs> yeah, fun. You probably would. But we're trying to suppress emotions in the heat of the battle, yeah. and I think that's a, a, a fine line to tread. Well, look, I can tell you what. If, if, it, if I mean, the old missing coach really is, it should be the one that's most frustrated, obviously, you know, really, when you think about Chris Fagan. I mean, <laughs> he's lost the game, really, mm. uh, which was um, an unfortunate decision. But probably in the end... Um, you know, to me, uh, if anybody had the right to sort of, you know, please explain, he should be writing a letter to the AFL umpires department, Daniel Richardson, and say, can you just explain how a person yeah, uh, can make a decision like that? Now, I know umpires obviously feel pressure. They're under the pump there. It's a game match along. It's in front of the grandstand. I think it was. But the decision's there, and don't worry about it all. He just got it wrong, and but it's cost you the game. Mm. Some people would say Hipwood missed a goal right on the goal square, so that was equal. But I'm with you. The umpire's got to get that right. We'll move on. How did GWS Sam Reid get two weeks for what I said yesterday, basically protecting himself in a contest? Uh, I think we've got a long way to go with a bump, to be honest. You know, I mean, I think uh, there are times when a player actually bumps a player and the player's knocked out because his head hit the ground. Mm. Now, that's... That's really going to be the awkward one when that comes through more often than not. And, I mean, obviously the head sank or sank. We understand that. Yes. But, gee, when the player's head hits the ground, because just say it's a good bump, all right, and it does put the players off balance and 
they hit the head on the ground first before their body does. Just say. That's going to happen. And we, we've got a game that's very awkward. I mean, let's face it, a lot of clubs, I mean, rugby, rugby league, grid on, they all know where the player is coming at them ahead. Mm. In our game, it's a bit different, isn't it? It's 360 mm. degrees, uh, like basketball and soccer. So it's a little bit more awkward. So I think we've got to be very careful how we operate that. So you're with me fundamentally, the game has to cater for football collisions that are accidents. Well, sometimes to me, I think the player makes, from a coaching technical point of view, the player makes the wrong decision. He actually should be either smothering the ball or tackling the player with the ball. Yes. Instead of bumping. I thought, to me, bumping was maybe shepherding or, yeah, those sorts of things. But to me, if a guy's got the ball, he's there to be tackled. Mm. And and tackled, obviously, you know, under the shoulders and above the knees. And, and I used to really drill that into my players. I mean, bumping sort of like, you know, nearly third category for me. Smothering was more important because you can stop the ball there and take it 50 metres back the other way. So that's a 100-metre position. GWS, while we're still on them, What's yeah. happening there, Sheeds? Oh, well, I mean, we don't know how good Freeman might be a good side. We don't know yet. You know, I think I think we just look, to me, I reckon we all make judgments. We're looking to hang people from a point of view of, you know, a club, I mean, not a person, but wait till around six or seven when the season settled down. And, of course, we're better now because what's going to happen possibly up in Queensland so I wouldn't be running around jumping to conclusions if the clubs lost two um, or even three. I mean, I lost five of my – I think I won one of my first five or six games yes. as, as coach, you know. Mm. Um, then we won sort of 16 or 15 on in and five pre-season games won the night premiership. So we ended up winning 21 games for the, the first year. But one out of the first five or six or whatever it was was, you know, pretty pretty hot. Mm. The heat was in the – Hot in the kitchen, mate, I can tell you. <laughs> you can handle it. And Essendon, did you see much of the Port Adelaide game? Crocky's there, the real deal. Yeah, no, they are, yeah. I just, I felt, you know, if I was talking to Ben, I'd say, if you get out of Adelaide eight goals down, I mean, if you got out three or four goals down, you've had a win on percentage. Um, as it wasn't, we didn't. And your percentage gets felt. And I don't think a lot of people protect their percentage enough when you're getting beaten because, you, you know, you know, there are games you're not going to win. But I think to myself in the end, um, keep your percentage somewhere near respectability so you still have a chance in the end to, to make the finals when it's getting around that sort of eight on the ladder, seven, six and ninth, you know, that sort of thing. So Adelaide, say, for example, have got 90%. Collingwood? One win, 103. So there's 30% difference. Mm. So, you know, it's the competitiveness in the game that's important. You don't often win or lose, you know, but to me, I'd rather keep my percent. I always try to keep it around 100%. Yeah, good point. Sheed, you might have to pack your gear this weekend. You might get a game for um, the Bombers. Boy, oh, boy. Bombers are in a bit of bother from injury. Yeah, look, I think that, you know, I made a comment to our country group yesterday. Um, We have a um, college street. Dons have 140 people come in Monday. They're all business people around central Melbourne business. Uh, I did say that I read out the players that were given to me to coach in my first year. And there was 11 players that I'd kept by the time we won the 84 premiership of, that's 11 of the 50 players. So Goodness I probably me. Cleared, I reckon I cleared, say, 70%. Just say 70% okay. of those. 
And in that, you've got to go and find the other nine. There's only 20 to 10 of those days. So, you, you know, Ben's got to find out who is going to represent Essendon in three years' time and play them now. Uh, hopefully, we're in the finals and we've got a bit of a chance. So, we list these three guys. Of course, we will. Yeah. But make sure we select the next right guys that are going to play 100-plus games for Essendon. Yeah, good advice. That sage advice. Hey, Sheeds, as always, thanks for your time. Thank you. See you good later, day. everybody. Yeah. Loved everybody in South Australia. Cheers. Yeah, always says Kevin Sheedy, our guest.